Yes, and uh, in the second hour, we're going to do a couple of uh, season previews, some big storylines, and we'll talk about them and some of our uh, predictions around it. We'll get sound advice a little bit later. A movie of the week, which is Pulp Fiction. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Um, geez, I'll tell you what, there's some scenes in that. I watched it again through the week. Oh, Marcellus Wallace, poor bugger. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Webby, yes. it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for Webster. Webby, as St George Illawarra fan, or St George back in the day, since you were a young kid, where, where does their current plight sit as far as, uh, how would I say, no, I wouldn't say bottom of the barrel, but uh, just as far as where they sit? Oh, <clears throat> I think the Charity Shield was a pretty uh, pouring diamond of where things are headed. I don't know, the Dragons the last couple of years have started pretty strongly, mm. I think, um, but it's, they just haven't been able to, to sustain it, let alone me say it. Mm. Um but, you know, the the drums are beating more and more about Anthony Griffin. I think even his most ardent supporters agree that he's the first coach with yeah. his head on the chopping block. Whether that happens or not, it depends on a few factors, including the board. Um, as I've written in the Herald today, I don't think – look, it's a, it's a different structure because it's a joint venture, win on mm. one side, St. George on the other. Is that still, still dysfunctional? It's still pretty dysfunctional in many respects. I know they try and say otherwise, but – it's been when things are going bad in the joint ventures, as we've seen at both the West Tigers and the Dragons, when things go good, they're united. When things are going bad, they're a dysfunctional board. Um, they haven't got any contingencies in place for uh, a replacement coach as yet, which I think is a little bit of a mistake because you have to be pretty nimble in this industry, particularly when it comes to appointing a coach. And that's the problem that they've had in the past. They, they did it on... Paul McGregor, and then when they finally pulled the trigger on him, they didn't have very many options in terms of a coach where they went with Anthony Griffin, but even on the day of appointing him, they were still sussing out Paul Green, mm. the late, great yeah. Paul Green, whether he was available or not. Um, so that just shows you they were in two minds about Hook. If not Hook, then who? And I know there's board support there for uh, Jason Riles. I know there's other board support there for maybe a combination of Dean Young and Ben Hornby. There's a few good options. There There is. And the other one, the one that's going to be lurking in the background, and I'm sure um, he'll be angling for a job somewhere, is Des. Uh, Oh, Des Demona. Look, Andrew, I'm not really at liberty to say what I want to do, but I'm a coach and I want to coach. Um, (laughs) It's been like if you're a Dragons fan, you'd be just going, oh, mate, the hips just keep coming. There was a presentation night thing, you know, then all of a sudden, like, so the Mudgee, the Mudgy situation where Rawalawa and uh, uh, Zane Musgrove, right, mm. there's a push and shove and an argument. You know what? For me, if I'm a coach or I'm a fan, that, that doesn't bother me one bit if it's 11 o'clock at night. It's right? 6 a.m. But after the performance and then, you know, this has happened at 6 a.m., I'm sort of sitting there, if I'm Anthony Griffin, going, do these blokes respect me? hundred percent. You know, do, do, am I getting? Am I getting? But, is there any respect here? And if I'm Ben Hunt, I'm going. What is going? Like, because he's is, out there busting his ass every time. Hundred percent. But this is the thing with the with the whole COVID breach that everyone was saying. Oh, you know, let let them let their hair down. I get all that. Like, in, and it's not the biggest crime in the world. In some people's eyes, it was. 
But to me, it was the fact that both Ben Harron, the football manager, and Anthony Griffin, the coach, told them before that, don't do it, and they still went out and did it anyway. Mm. And, I, I, and, and then this is just a smaller version of it, what's happened in Mudgee at the weekend. I'm more concerned with what Anthony Griffin said at halftime. When he said, when he said, he relayed back from uh, on Fox Sports that you know we our boys aren't, don't want it as much as mm. as the blokes at South. It's a bit of an issue in February if you've got issues with player well, motivation. Well, that's take, not a good sign to well, me. You take a the final scoreline. You take with a grain of salt because in the last in, in the last twenty five thirty minutes, South Sydney were taking the piss. Yeah. They were just like they yeah, just took their, the cue for they, sure. they just take the completely off. What I was watching, I'm thinking to myself, this is going this could end up sixty points. So, what do you guys think? Who would you get in? Riley's very uh, highly uh, sought after. Um, he's sort of seen as the next Craig Fitzgibbon. Whether he would want it or not, mm. um, he's got one year to run on his deal with mm. the Roosters. That's um, yeah, yeah. And but, see, you've got the Melbourne Storm looming as well. Exactly. But who who will get that job? Do you think? I think it'll be Dean Young. Right, I think the Dragons, right. I, I think they'll go firstly to Dean Young. I think he's a very good fit, and I think they'll look to get Ben Hornby alongside him. The problem with Riles is, we've said before, that when they appointed Riles, uh, Jason Riles, the Roosters, they said, you won't be leaving a year early, like happened. that was part of the agreement. I think it's a bit fluid. I sort of sussed this out before I wrote the column today. I think if they had a conversation and it was the right opportunity and Rolsey was red hot on it, then I reckon well, okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they let him go. I think the bigger issue with Rolsey is whether he'd want to go there. You know, because it is a big rebuild, and that's I think that's the issue too. Like, how many is it? Is it a job for a rookie NRL coach? My, my concern is obviously the performance, the environment. You know, the pressure. It seems like the players that are on the lack of energy. But my concern is even with Mary McGregor, who got like smashed in the media, all that kind of good stuff. When he was uh, ahead of that side and leading the club, pretty much. They had the most origin players of any team in the comp. Mm. And my concern is, is yep, for sure, the, the decisions when it comes to coaching, where are, but my concern is, like, what's the future look like for the Dragons? Mm. The young guys are unhappy. I know they've come out and said that, yeah, yeah, we're all good, rah, rah. I mean, it doesn't really look like it. And the recruitment just doesn't seem to be like that. Unfortunately, not only is it uh, the recruitment not great, it's an aging roster. It is. So yeah. it's like yeah. it's the two worst things you can have in a squad. Like you'd understand if it was the Brizzy Broncos two years ago, you could always lean back on super young roster. Mm. Hopefully, in five years, they'll learn something. Denon, you you know more than me. I, I, how important to young? And I don't want to sound like oh, young people these days, you know. But how important is the history of the club, and how acutely aware are young players with the history of the jersey they're playing? Oh, mate, playing with and for the jersey they put in their back because. The red V is, I would say, whatever you, you, I mean, as challenging South Sydney is one of the greatest jerseys and, and histories in rugby league when, anywhere. When Paul Smith, who's who owns the the Kings, was looking to buy the Dragons, um, buy out the Dragons, and it was all sort of strung along where Wynn end up getting the the buying out uh, Illawarra's fifty percent share in the club, and I talked to him about, it, and he's a marketing guy and made millions and millions of dollars through. His marketing business, he said, mate, they should be the New York Yankees of, of Australian sport. Definitely. And they were. For a long-term fan like me, the Dragons are always the pinnacle with their roster, yes. with their coach, with their administration, with their CEO, with their board, with their chair. They were always the benchmark. Mm. And now they're not. What? That's no. it's, it's, it, they, they are just mediocrity. What, what? It's, it's funny what you said. Like, 
that 2018 was the pinnacle under Mary, like where they, they started the season so well and people were tipping them for the comp and then they hit origin. And ever since then, it has just been, mm. they've just stumbled from just, one drama to another. Just when you go back on that, uh, talking about, you know, the jersey and the history, there were two clubs when I was playing that I thought to myself, man, I'm playing, imagine playing for that club, how special it would be. One was, one was Brisbane. I just go, mm. oh my God, you know, such a glamorous side and, you know, huge brand. And the other one was, was uh, St. George. Before it was St. George Illawarra, it was St. George. I used to think to myself, imagine pulling on that jersey, oh. knowing of all the players that have wore, you know, worn that jersey before you. Gaznia, Raper, Langlands. just went on and on and on. It's mm. heartbreaking. It's... We'll change, I do. Can we think... change the soft job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about dolphins. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, mediocrity. I do oh. feel that if if the cons- if the aim is to get the young guys to understand and appreciate the the history, guys like Ben Young and and De- uh, Ben Hornby and Dean Young will be perfect. I actually was at the Dragons with those boys, Ben Hornby and and Dean Young, and they are uh, were very similar to the old school Broncos players that I was under. Mm. Uh, Quite harsh, a lot of banter, but also knew how to get the boys together, knew how to make them play for something that's bigger than themselves. Obviously, they want a premiership together and minor premierships. Um, but you're right. It is it is hard to get a younger player to really appreciate tradition and culture. It's actually one of the biggest things I think Anthony Seabold struggled with at the Broncos mm-hmm. is he was so fixated on new, young, explosive you know, technology, and he forgot a little bit about the tradition side of things. Yep. And so I agree with you, mate. Getting that message across that you're actually playing for something that people have bled and it's bigger whatever than for. you. It's, it's bigger. Big, it's bigger than you. And there is a responsibility. And it is with every single club. When you put on that jersey, right, there's a responsibility. And people say, oh, geez. And they are. Dragons fans are harsh. They demand, they, they demand a lot. They demand a lot because of the history of the club and mm. what the jersey stands for. We also lost a lot of grand finals. Mm. That makes us bitter and twisted. Well, it's a, well, mate. Look, is it just squaring up? Because you did win eleven in a row, yeah, but I wasn't alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. A little bit later, we're going to talk about the dolphins had their launch. Where we we'll have a chat about <laughs> dolphins, old Danny Dolphin. Uh, after the break, we're going to have a chat about the Champions League.